So I just wanted to share some testimonies of what we saw. I will, I will most certainly make the, the pictures uh, available on our social media, so go and look for them. But uh, we, we were in Paul, it was myself, Pastor Fifi and Pastor Zarina, we were in Paulus last week and we were ministering there. And so what we did is that we, we took some time, we, we each preached in a different service and while I was preaching on the Sunday morning, God just gave me some words of knowledge, some, some thoughts about some people in the service who were not well. And I, I called them out, I called out that God wanted to heal some backs and about eight people stood up, uh, we prayed for them, I didn't pray for them all, people prayed, just laid hands on where they were because the body of Christ is anointed with the power of the Spirit. And they prayed and most of them just had instant healing, like the pain went and they were so excited. A couple of them still had some pain, so we brought them to the front and we put them on a chair and we noticed that it was two of them, that their legs weren't the same same length, I don't know if you know this, but often sore backs are from your one leg is slightly shorter for various reasons um, than the other one. So we prayed and both of their legs grew out. The one guy was such a cynic. And as he sat there, I could see his eyes looking at me saying, I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> and anyway, his, his leg grew out like so fast. It was so crazy. We were, we were so excited. He was so excited. And that particular guy, he were, afterwards, he because of the pain in his back, he couldn't touch his toes at that point. And so he, which I mean, a lot of us can't touch our toes for other reasons, but anyway, he couldn't touch his toes because of the sore back. And he was standing in the front of the church, just touching his toes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, just so excited. So we were delighted by that. I know, it's so exciting. Then um, we prayed. I felt like there were people with sinus problems. We prayed for sinuses. People reported freedom and just their sinuses clearing. It was so lovely. And then the lady said, the lady, one of the ladies said, no, but she's still got a sore ear. You know, sinuses affect her ear. She had an ear infection. So we prayed for her ear. And she said the pain went immediately, so we were so excited. Um, we prayed for a few other things. God did it. Headaches, headaches went. And then at the end of the service, what was so lovely is I'm standing there just kind of like talking to the people. This eight-year-old girl, about eight, I'm not sure exact age, came running from the back of the hall. She just came charging. But you know how children just like tackle you in the knees with that love hug? She came and just like around my legs like, thank you, Dunny. <laughs> donkey, Dunny, donkey, Dunny. That's what she said. And um, so I'm just saying, what's happening? And she says, no, my... My ear, my ear, the pain's gone, the pain's gone. So what had happened, her mom came up a little bit more slowly in a more dignified fashion to me and said that when I had prayed for that lady for her ear infection, this little girl on the other side of the room instantly, who had had an ear infection and pain in her ear that morning, immediately felt it like pop open and just all the pain go. So she was so excited that Jesus was real and that she'd experienced Jesus. There's more, are you ready? Are you ready? So, so then, um, I'm so excited about this, and then this older lady, she must have been in about 60s, come up to me. It's amazing, from the youngest to the oldest, you know, God touched them all, it was so cool. So this 60-year-old lady, she comes up to me, and she says, you know, when you paid for, prayed for backs, pay, my pain in my back instantly left, but I want to tell you this, that this is the first day in 40 years that I have been free of back pain. I know. I was like, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. So are you ready? Still more. So then 
this family comes up to me, and there's this girl, she's, she's probably in her early 20s, and she says to me, you know what, in 2019, you came to Stellenbosch, and you had a word of knowledge that God was healing people from depression. I stood up, and people prayed for me, and I, she said, I instantly felt, or not instantly, but I felt this like kind of uh, wave of God's presence over me, and that feeling of depression and heaviness just left. What she didn't mention, well, she mentioned to me then, but she hadn't said it when I was in Stellenbosch. She was also, because of kind of abuse and difficulty she's experienced in her childhood, she was suffering from PTSD as well. So she was on medication for depression and PTSD. She said she went to home. I didn't, I didn't ask her to do this. I want you to know, and it's not our custom to say this. But she went home and said, I will never take that medication again. And from that moment, she didn't take, she didn't have one symptom from then onwards. So that was maybe in like about September. She said by December, she had kept the medication in her drawer, her bedside drawer, just in case, <laughs> just in case. She said that by December, she realized this was done. She hadn't had a single symptom. She was free. So on New Year's Eve, they held a celebration. And she took all her pills in a little bucky and burnt them all. <laughs> I don't know how those pills actually burned, but she did that as an indication that Jesus, Jesus had healed her. And she came to tell me, so that was in 2019, so that's, what's that, two years. She came to tell me that she had not had one symptom since then and was completely free. But she said, my sister, standing next to me, has knee problems. So she had an injured knee that they hadn't taken care of, and she just had terrible problems. They went to the doctor, and they found that the one ligament in her knee that has some very interesting names, that if I say it, I'm going to say it wrong, and you're all going to think I'm dumb, so I'm just not going to say it. But there was a ligament in her knee that had been torn, and her meniscus had been damaged very severely. And so they said the only way to heal it is through an operation. They had operated, and she was on crutches in a brace, um, in severe pain, just very concerned that this knee wasn't going to heal well. So um, she was standing there, and her sister, who's just been healed of depression and PTSD, turns to me and said, can you pray for her? Maybe God will do a miracle for her. So she, I mean, she's literally can't walk in a brace with crutches. So we, we prayed for her. I got the whole family to pray. We stood um, in faith that God would heal this. She says, oh, I, felt, I feel just warmth in my leg. So I said to her, well, just try and straighten your leg because she couldn't straighten it. So she straightens her legs and said, oh, my word. Well, she actually was standing on it. She straightened it. She said, no pain. That's amazing. And she's like, no pain, no pain. And then she walks off with her crutches. And I said to her, well, you know, if you healed, if you healed, don't walk like a sick person. So she said to me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> has lots of application in life. So she, she said, should I try and walk without my crutches? I said, let's give it a bash. She put her crutches down and she walked as if she had never, ever, ever, ever had a knee problem. She was so excited. I can't tell you that, you know, the joy that I experience when people get healed and get a touch from Jesus is that look in their face. And, and you know what it says? It says that God sees me. God knows that the stuff I'm going through, I'm not alone. There's a God in heaven who, who cared enough to step out of heaven to find me, to make a difference in my life. And you know, I, um, for that look, I would do this day in and day out because God cares. 
So today we are going to be talking about saying yes to the Holy Spirit. Can we say yes to the Holy Spirit? I mean, two minds to whether to preach or just to pray for people. So I'm going to start with a personal testimony and we're going to pray for people. How's that? How's that? So I want to talk about the Holy Spirit from three aspects. We often just think of the Holy Spirit as this abstract force that's kind of around us, that he's kind of like a representation of the power of God. What we forget is the Holy Spirit is God. He is God on earth today. As Jesus was God on earth during the time Jesus walked the earth, so the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, it's good that I go away. It's to your advantage that I go away because then I will send the Holy Spirit. So if you today are experiencing God, what you're experiencing is the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit. We can address him directly as Holy Spirit, not abstractly as the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is the one you are experiencing here today. In addition, when you say, oh, I'm just feeling the love of the Father, amen, you are doing that because God is a loving Father. But what you are actually experiencing is Holy Spirit coming and revealing God's father heart to you. When, you. when you say, I'm experiencing Jesus, you know, I can just feel his power and his presence right now. What you are actually experiencing is the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is, we know God more by knowing Holy Spirit more. Because he is God's presence on earth today. He's not some abstract force. He embodies all of who God is. He carries God's personality and heart. He is God himself. So he loves like God loves. He thinks like God thinks. He feels like God feels. He can be known like God can be known, but at the same time, he comes also with all of the power, the wisdom, the might of the living God for you, to be around you. I will never forget, I was 19, and I was sitting in a dingy lecture hall on this campus. It was a particularly dingy one. They have magnificent ones, but this was a particularly dingy one. I remember it well. I had been invited by my boyfriend, who had been invited by Andrew Gosman. <laughs> you can put the rest together. So I'm sitting there, and you've experienced this. I feel like for about six months before that, it's like every dream I had was somehow um, connected either to the fact that my life wasn't like it should be, there was growing anxiety in my heart. It's like, it's like suddenly the things that I had loved, you know, the, you know, I was a student, I was a very normal student, I want to say, I knew how to party, I did all that stuff, and you know, I would go to the parties and they just, they just felt like sawdust in my mouth. You know, the things that had felt fun before just weren't feeling fun, just so much of life was feeling, feeling like a challenge and, and I, I, was, I was constantly noticing about myself things that were wrong. Like before that, I mean 19, no 19 year old notices bad things about themselves. They think they can conquer the world. And you know, just, just before this, I had just been noticing like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I don't know, know, I don't know if this degree I'm going to do is going to be okay for me, you know, am I going to succeed in life? Just all these questions, now I know what it was. The Bible says, Jesus says in John 16, that the Holy Spirit that he will send when he goes will convict the world according to sin, righteousness, and judgment. 
So what was happening is that the Holy Spirit it was jumping on me. Holy Spirit was was drawing me to the love of the Father. What he was doing was he he was showing me how my life just wasn't measuring up right now and how he was letting me know that there was so much more. Around that time many people came and just shared about Jesus to me and I would listen and I would think, "Oh my word, is it possible that that God could really be that good. I've been to church. He didn't seem that good at that church. You know, things things didn't seem fun there at all. And you know, but I'm I'm hearing all this and I'm feeling all these things. I'm sitting in this dingy lecture hall. And a huge American man with a very loud voice stands up and begins to tell me, begins to tell us, should I say, that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he has conquered everything. That he's the Lord of all the earth. That he is above everything. That everything must bow before Jesus Christ. And he tells us how all of our lives without God are like dust in the wind. That without God, nothing in our lives can measure up to what we are meant to be. He begins to tell us how we can come and bring the brokenness of our everyday lives to Christ and hand our lives over to him and Christ will give us the life that he lived that we will exchange our our sinfulness for his righteousness and he begins to tell me how i can live from a place of Christ dwelling in me and live out of a place of communion with god and life with him and i was like You know when you know when when you like you just wish I I wish the preacher would just hurry up and stop preaching and just tell me how I can do this. I'm done with listening. I just want this. So I remember sitting there and just like because I'd been to church services where they did altar calls before, so I knew about it. And I was just like, when is the altar call coming? How do I get down to it? I'm I'm looking at the people on either side of me. How do I get over them? You know, because it's those benches, those lecture benches. And Finally at the end he said who would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I mean I was down at the front so fast. I don't think he even wanted people to come forward. I was right there. I mean I was just like I I need this. I need this. Um he prayed for us. And you know at that moment I felt I felt almost like a warmth and a comfort cover me. It was almost like I felt I felt alive in my in the dead places in an instant. It felt everything felt different. Everything felt new. And you know what that was? That was the Holy Spirit coming to give me new life. You see, you can't be born again without Holy Spirit. Because to be born again means that I have surrendered my life to him and he has come and taken residence in my life and he is now living out his life through me. I have surrendered to him as Lord of all and he has taken charge. In other words, you are born again because Holy Spirit dwells within you. So I'm asking you today this question. Have you said yes to the indwelling presence of Holy Spirit? Have you surrendered your life to the lordship of Jesus Christ and have you said this? My entire life is now at your service. My entire life is now surrendered to you. Holy Spirit, come and take over. Be in charge of everything. Give me a new nature and a new life.
You cannot be born again without the indwelling presence of Holy Spirit. This was not the end of my journey. Because shortly after that, because I, I started going to church every Sunday. I just want to emphasize that every Sunday. That's what Christians do. They go to church every Sunday. They read their Bibles every day. They pray every day, and they go to church every Sunday. Just saying, I know that was a cheap shot, but I got it in. So I'm going to church every Sunday, and because that was drilled into us when we, when we got born again by that big American man with the loud voice. And so I'm going to church, and one Sunday, this woman gets up. She takes the microphone in the middle of worship. I mean, I'm just like, you know, why is she doing that? She gets up, takes the microphone, and starts pointing at people and saying, I hear the Lord saying this, this, and this about you. I am freaked out. I'm like, how does God know that? And, and you know what? I'm sitting on my little chair and thinking, oh my gosh, please don't point at me because I know how my, messed up I am. I mean, what, what are you going to say to me? Finally, she comes to me and she prophesies over me and she prophesies things. You know, it's just like my heart just melted inside me. It was like, how does God know that that's who I want to be? How did God know that that's the dream of my heart? How? How does he know? You know, at the end of the service, I went up to that, that lady and I said, I don't know what that was, but whatever that was, I want that. So she sat me down and she said, you know what? You know what that was? That is something that comes as a result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I said, what are you talking about? I mean, this is all new to me. And what she explained to me is that after one is born again and we have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, we have a second experience that we can participate in. After that, that the Bible calls in Acts 1.5, it calls it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1.4, it calls it the gift of the Father. And what, what that means is that once we are born again, we can receive the Holy Spirit's dwelling inside of us, but now we can receive his presence invading all of our beings, covering us, so to speak, with the armor of his presence. And as he does that, the Bible says in Acts 1.8, that we receive power to be witnesses. 1 Corinthians 12 then goes and tells us what that armor looks like, what that, that mighty, powerful presence around us looks like. And it lists nine gifts of the Spirit. I don't know if those are an exhaustive list. I mean, I feel like God can just make up a gift anytime if he wants to. That's who he is. But the nine most common manifestations of the power of God are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. You're good. Shortly after that, I remember walking through the university and I had just been saying to God, God, I, I just want more of you. I, wa I want to see your power, your power manifested through me. And I'm busy, I'm busy um, bunking a lecture, which you should never do. And I'm walking past a particular library. And on the stairs, I see a man sitting, a young guy. He's, he's in my lectures. He's in my biochemistry lecture. I have a degree in biochemistry. Go figure, that's why I'm a pastor. 
you can work that out later. But I wa I'm walking past the stairs, and this man, is, this boy, is sitting on the stairs, and he calls out to me, Hey, you, I know who you are. You're, uh, you're one of those Christians. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> you know what? Interestingly enough, the first instance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is in Acts 2. You can go and read it. It talks about how the disciples were up in, the, in, an, in an upper room and they were praying. They were very fearful, but the Holy Spirit came upon them. Tongues of fire came. They began to speak in other languages, other tongues, and people heard them in different languages. Some people thought they were drunk. And then they went out and preached the word and 3,000 people got saved. But at that moment, it talks about the kind of boldness that came on them as a result of this baptism. Well, I want to tell you, I don't know how you feel if some guy you've not really spoken to before suddenly calls out, hey, you one of those Christians, and you can tell on his expression that he's not feeling love towards you. <laughs> you can feel that he's feeling animosity and would like to like, kind of spit on your shoes or something. It's that, that kind of feeling. So at that moment, I... Naturally, without God, I'm a very timid person, believe it or not. With God, I'm a very bold person. But without God, I feel like I'm a very timid person. I was very timid then. But this, I felt, I felt that armor of God around me clang. It was like, oh, my word. I went and sat down next to him. I mean, I marched over to him and sat down next to him. And I turned to him and I said, yes, I am. And I speak to those demons that are in this man, and I command you to be silent right now and listen to what I have to say. Shared the gospel with him, and he got saved right there and then. I know. I know. It's, this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What was that? There was a gift operating in me that I was able to discern which spirit was talking, where this information was coming from, that although it, he was saying a true thing, that it was coming from a place of anger and hatred and clearly was coming not from the kingdom of light but from the kingdom of darkness. So many of these gifts of the spirit operate. Oh, fantastic. Can you go back one? Thank you, my friend. You're doing fantastically because I'm not giving you many clues, so you're doing well. Thank you. Um, so it lists nine gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to quickly go through them for, for you first. There in verse 8 it says that uh, one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. That's a complica complicated way of saying the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is this, is that, that I can look um, at a person, you can look at a person, and you can know something about them that you would not know before. I remember once being um, preaching at a service in Rosebank, and someone came up to me and said, I have a word of wisdom that there's someone here with a sore hip. I saw right hip. I stood up confidently and said, there, there were 800 people in the room, I said, there's someone here with a sore hip. It was a word of knowledge that was operating right there. He, in 800 people, not one person put up their hand. I know. Every, Everywhere you go, someone has a sore hip. I was so confident that someone would stand up. No one stood up. So I carried on, stepped into Jesus, helped him to help me to feel okay about myself, carried on, had a fantastic service. I'm walking home, I mean, I'm driving home, stop at Pick and Pay to get lunch for the family, walking into Pick and Pay, hear the Lord say, that word of knowledge is not closed. So in other words, God is still... There's someone with a sore hip that he wants to heal. 
So I, as I'm walking into pick and pay, I hear in my mind just the thought that comes aisle nine. I figure, just in case I'm wrong, I'll start at aisle one. Aisle one, nothing. Aisle two, nothing. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Turn into aisle nine, and there in the middle of the aisle, there's no one else in the entire aisle except this quite large woman in the middle of the aisle with limping on her right leg. So I go up to her and I say this. I'm a Christian and we believe that God heals today. I noticed that you are limping. Would you mind if I prayed for you? She said, sure. She's a little skeptical, but sure. So I said to her, would you mind if I lay my hands on you? So I put my hands, one on her shoulder and one on her hip, and I began to pray. I just said, Holy Spirit, would you come and minister to this woman, fill her and heal this hip. I command this hip to be healed according to the word of God. She said, oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling something. It's like going warm and tingly. So I'm like excited. So I finished praying. I said to her, would you like to check it out? Now, I did say she was a large woman. It's important for the story. She's a large woman. Have you got that? Large. Large. Have you got it? So she's standing halfway down aisle nine of Pick and, Bay, Pick and Pay Ferndale. She puts her hands out. I don't know where she learned to do this because she didn't look like someone who's seen in the gym very often. She put her hands out and she begins doing squats in the middle of the aisle nine. Now, you know, she's got a sore hip. Well, she had a sore hip. And, and, and I'm just thinking, even if he healed her hip, something else is going to break. You know, I'm just like, every time she goes down, I'm taking my breath. <gasps> <laughs> but God is bigger than me. <laughs> and my word, she did those squats like a pro. And she stands up and she's so excited. I'm completely healed. I'm completely healed. I had in then our equivalent of the one-to-one -one book, I had one in my bag. And I wrote my name and number in it and I gave it to her. And she left walking down aisle nine of Pick and Bay Ferndale with the book in front of her face going like this. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word of knowledge, and others are not going to take so long. But anyway, then we have the utterance of knowledge. That's the word of wisdom. This I love. Andrew's dad operated in this gift so spectacularly. He never got a degree. He simply started working on the mines and, and uh, worked his way up various kind of jobs, and he did this. Every time he went to work, he would pray, God, show me if there's anything wrong that I can fix, and show me how to fix it. And God would give him plans and strategies to fix broken machines, to get to things uh, in the shafts that would have broken down before they broke down so that people you know, weren't injured. He, later on, because of how excellently he did his job, he was promoted and promoted. He was given an honorary degree um, from Fitz, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, he became a consulting metallurgist for Goldfields when Goldfields was a big, large mining house at the time. He designed mines from scratch. People came around the world to hear from him about how to build safe mines. And this is the word of wisdom in operation. God giving you capacity to know things you wouldn't know by yourself. Capacity to work and, and um, innovate in, in the entire world to bring about his kingdom here on earth. That's the word of wisdom or the utterance of, of wisdom. Uh, I did knowledge. I swapped them around. Sorry about that. 
Jumping to verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by one spirit. We understand what gifts of healing are. We, under, we don't often know that the gift of faith often operates with the gift of healing. And I remember one day um, praying and saying, God, I just want that gift of faith. And I woke up the next morning, it was so wild. Can, can you think what it would be like to live without any anxiety at all? I mean, just picture that. I woke up that morning, and for the first time in my life, I realized what it was like to live without anxiety. It's like, as I woke up, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that God was good, he was on my side, and everything was going to work out fine. It's like faith was exuding from everything. The reason this is so important, because at that time, we were meeting at another venue. Some of you know this. And remember, they told us we would have to vacate that venue. Do you remember that? And we began looking for another venue. Do you remember that? Do you remember how I arrived at church every day and told you how God was giving us this brilliant venue and how fantastic it was going to be? What you didn't know is that behind the scenes, we were searching everywhere for a venue. In the whole of the West Rand, there was not a venue our size that we could move into. No matter where we looked, every door closed. So we got nearer and nearer the deadline. Do you remember that the week before we were to move, I stood up and said, come next week with your buckies, your trailers, your everything, because next week we're going to move this church to our incredible new venue. Do you remember that? What you don't know is at that stage we did not have a venue. But this gift of faith, I, I, it was just a supernatural operation of God's heart toward us and to me and Andrew that said this, I am going to do it. Do not worry. Just believe. I think it was two days before we, that Sunday, this venue opened up at an incredible rate. I know. I know. We arrived on that Sunday and we said, thank you for bringing your trailers, your buckies. We're moving to our great new venue. That's how a gift of faith operates. It operates in so many ways. It operates for healing. It operates for, for so many things. I'm going to jump the gift of healing because I think we're going to demonstrate it in a moment. And I think I gave you enough examples of that. Uh, gift of healing to another the working of miracles. Oh my word, this is one of my favorite miracles ever. Have I told you about the baby who had no brain? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> some, some time back we had a particular um, a connect group and there was a lady there who, had, who was pregnant. She came to us one day and she said this to us. She said, um, they've done a scan and my ba baby has hydrocephaly, which means that the connection at the bottom of the brain or the drainage of the bottom of the brain isn't working. And so fluid is building up in her skull, in her brain cavity. And she therefore, um, her brain hasn't developed. She hasn't, this baby has no brain. And so they advised the mom to abort. She said, no, I want to, I want to pray. We prayed, not just us, but many people prayed. We laid hands on that little baby in the mommy's tummy. We prayed, we trusted, we believed. She went back a little while later. They read, scan, and they said, well, a little bit of brain has formed, brain tissue has formed around the inside of the skull, um, but still this baby's going to be uh, un unviable. Uh, we continued to pray. That was like maybe a week or two before she delivered. She delivered the baby perfectly with an entire brain. 
I know. <laughs> That's the gift of miracles in operation. Um, to another prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, I've, I feel like we've, we've spoken about those and various kinds of tongues. Tongues is the capacity to pray in an unknown language that is not your own, that is not a known language on this earth, but a, and a capacity to communicate directly with God through a language that is entirely spiritual, the Bible calls it maybe the tongue of angels. Other times that tongue would come out as another language that you've never learned. Someone would hear that in their own language, but it's the capacity to communicate um, with a language that is, is not your own. Those are, and then interpretation of tongues obviously is that someone can hear what you're saying as a gift of that and can tell you what that, what that tongue is. I want to pray for people as we close. Is that good with everyone? First of all, I know we're at the end of time, so if anyone needs to go, you're very welcome. But um, I, I first of all want to pray if there's anyone here that you have any problem with your back. So in other words, you have any pain in your back right now, that there's anything anything um, uh, wrong with your back, I would love to pray for you. So if there's any pain in that, won't you stand if that's you? Awesome. Awesome. I would also like to take some time to pray for people who, who are battling with sinuses, hay fever, or asthma, any of those. If that's you, won't you just stand? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What I'm going to ask for is all of you around here, if, around them, I'm going to ask you to just lay hands on their backs. Is that okay? So that you're not breathing in their air and they're not breathing in your air. Won't you just go ahead and ask them where the particular affliction is, if it's their sinuses or their backs or their lungs. And then you can just ask their permission to place your hand where the actual problem is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just, we just speak your words, your life, that by the stripes of Jesus Christ you are healed. Everyone here has already been healed. When Jesus stood on the cross, when Jesus hung on the cross, already he was dealing with this, Lord God. And so, Father God, right now we say, kingdom come. Kingdom come in Jesus' name. Kingdom come in Jesus' name. Kingdom come in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, right now, I, I speak to those backs. I speak to the pain in those backs, and I command it to go right now in Jesus' name. I speak to those muscles. I say release in Jesus' name. Any abnormality in the back, we command that to go right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Those of you who are, have backache, won't, won't you just right now receive His presence? So this is not a passive thing. Lord, I ask for a gift of faith in each of them, Lord God, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and ask them how it's going. If they, you need to pray again, go ahead and pray again. Jesus sometimes prayed twice, so we feel like we can do that. So just go ahead and ask them. Those of you who have sinus issues right now, we just release the power of God into those sinuses. We just declare for, 
All inflammation gone in Jesus' name. All inflammation gone in Jesus' name. Into those lungs, we just pre- speak freedom. Every bit of allergy, we command that to go in Jesus' name. We just speak openness and breath in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So while you're there, just begin to declare the healing of God over them. So as I prayed, so you pray. Lord, Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Begin to pray and command that congestion, that sickness to go in Jesus' name. If you do pray in tongues, feel free to go ahead and do that. Thank you, Lord. 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 So go ahead then and just ask the people how they're doing. Ask the people how they're doing. Awesome. Awesome. We have a breakthrough here. My friend, would you like to share off the microphone what happened? Tingling sensation Awesome, you know, sinuses, she just felt a tingling feeling go up her nose and into, into her eyes. Thank you, Lord. Who else have got sinus problems? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sammy, won't you just go around? Tobacco, won't you just go around and just hear what's happening and, and report back to me? Thank you, Lord. Those of you who had their backs prayed for me, how many of you felt the pain leave? My friend, is the pain left? Completely, if it was a 10 before, it's now? None, nothing. Can we celebrate? Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you. Who else had back issues? Where your where the back issues? My friend, you feeling any better? If it was a 10 before, it's now. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, so fantastic. Wayne, why don't you just pray one more time? If we did, if we did half. pain's gone my friend he says as I understood awesome 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 over here what were we praying for and your pain it's gone if it was a 10 before now it's a five can you come up here when you come up with her body great is your faithfulness your faithfulness Okay, great stuff. We have another sinuses healed over there. Can we just celebrate with Jesus? So great, so great. My friend, would you do me a favor? Can I pray and check your legs? Okay. Are you, my friend, are you feeling a little, a little skeptical or on the spot? Are you okay? You're okay. Okay. Why don't you just sit on that chair? Funny, won't you come up? Great people, we are, I just want to let you know we are over time. So you are free to go. But if anyone wants to come and watch God heal her legs, please come and stand around. Just keep one and a half meters between all of you. I don't know how you're going to do that. Figure it out, God. Word of wisdom on you. The wisdom of God on you. Awesome. Rahi, how are you doing? Do you feel like God touched you, my friend? That's so great. Can we just celebrate over there? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You move the mountains, and I believe. Awesome. I don't know if you can see here. There's about a centimeter and a half difference. You've made a way. 
that you would come upon them in power. 